when I was uh, 12 years old. How many of you are 12, by the way? All right, nice. Sitting over there. Okay, anybody over here? No? All right. When I was 12, I met uh, the person who has been my lifelong best friend since then. My mom and him, his mom knew each other, but man, we lived two hours apart. I was on, uh, in Montrose, and he was in a town called Adrian. And one day, uh, his mom brought him over, and we hung out, and we have been inseparable ever since. Uh, when we were 14, his dad uh, died, and he came and stayed with my family for a while. Um, we have been friends ever since, and every year, like once we both got ordained, he's a priest too, which is weird, but once uh, we both were ordained, we realized we never saw each other. We were both uh, too busy and too far apart. He's uh, working in Toledo. And so we decided that every year in July or August, we'll do a retreat together for 10 to 12 days. So that's what we do. And otherwise, it's uh, texting and, and all kinds of stuff. But uh, I say that because my, my life is very much defined by this friendship. Um, I can't think of my past without thinking of him. He's at all the big moments. He's at all the terrible moments. Uh, I went to uh, college at some school in Ann Arbor. He went to uh, EMU. And I remember, uh, and there was no cell phones back then. One night, I get a call, and I head over to EMU to help him out. He was having some troubles. And uh, like two weeks later, he got that call, and he came over and helped me. I could go on and on, and you're in a lot of danger of that, so I'll shut up. Here's the key. When we look at our first reading today, right, which was hard to read, wasn't it? There were some crazy names in there, and I almost made some up just to throw you out, you know. But uh, what we have is an introduction of two people who became, their friendship became defining in the New Testament. If you take away one of these two, you lose the other. And that's St. Barnabas and St. Paul. The two of them, and if you want, I, I should have figured this out this morning, but I lack ambition. Uh, they walked thousands of miles. Okay? Thousands of miles. They walked together. They suffered horribly together. Uh, they laughed their tails off together. And literally, most people who called themselves Christian in the first, or excuse me, second century AD did so because of them. Isn't that nuts? But man, high and low, up and down, wherever one went, the other went. And uh, their friendship actually ended in a bit of a fight, okay? That what we find out is that these two inseparable best friends, after years and years together, there was another guy who wanted to come with them and help. And they were old at this time, and he was young and strong. And so they said, yeah, you come with us, because the next place we're going is dangerous, and we need somebody tough. We need somebody strong and young. We're old. So you come with us. But when that young guy found out that it, they were going to a violent place, he was like, yeah, you two go alone. Yeah, and he abandoned them. And Paul got really mad at this kid. I mean mad. And when this guy felt bad later and said, no, I'm so sorry, I chickened out, 
will you forgive me? Paul said, nope. And Barnabas said, yeah. And so then Barnabas and this young man went out and preached the word. That young man, by the way, the guy who wrote Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Isn't that something? But before they die, before they, Paul and Barnabas were both executed. But before that, Paul wrote him a letter because, again, you can't call. You can't do anything. And he told him how sorry he was that he lost his temper. Barnabas forgave him because that's what Barnabas did. So in the end, you got two guys who were quite opposite of each other. Barnabas was the extrovert. Paul was the introvert. Barnabas was calm and gentle. Paul was a bit of a fireball. But the two of them lit the world on fire. The reason I'm telling you all of this is because there's a lot of beautiful things Jesus gives you. None more beautiful than the Eucharist, huh? But one of the most beautiful things he gives you is friendship. And friendship is not an extra. Friendship is an essential. Everyone needs that person in their life who will tell them what's true even if it hurts them, who will fight for them and fight with them, side by side, thick and thin, all of it. In a day and age when everyone wants you staring at screens, yeah, Jesus wants you looking at hearts, looking at minds, and looking at other people and saying, you're worth more of my time than a device. People make us better. So we're grateful today for the gift of friendship. Friendship is a wonder. And if it wasn't for my friendship with Jeff, I wouldn't be a priest. Which, you know, there's a lot of jokes there. But in the end, I ask us all to be very grateful for our friends. I do. I ask us to be loyal to our friends and to be good to them and to teach them that friendship doesn't mean I agree with everything you do. Friendship means I try to make sure we always live the truth together. In that, we teach people what God's love looks like. Now, I don't know if I need to add this, but that doesn't mean you treat everybody else like garbage. Yeah, everybody is a potential friend, but everybody, even if they're not our friend, is a child of God. And we have to always remember that. Amen? Okay.